We're going to be continuing uh, our message, our series, There Is More. Uh, before we uh, continue, I want to just say a huge shout out uh, to our incredible leaders here. I personally would not be here without them. The best pastors on the planet, uh, our lead pastors, our vision pastors, Pastor Micah and Pastor Angel Pelkey. Uh, we love you guys. We're so thankful for you. Uh, today, we're going to be continuing our series, There Is More. Everyone say, There Is More. Do you believe that God has more for you in your life just by a show of hands, believing God for more in this season? Uh, today, for those of you who are taking notes or uh, have your Bibles, we're going to be talking out of Luke 18, uh, verses 18 to 23. Luke 18. And in this story, we're going to hear about uh, what some translations would call a religious leader. Others would refer to this young man as a rich, young ruler. Uh, but we're going to hear about his encounter with Jesus today. Verse 18, once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, notice this, there is still one thing you haven't done. Everyone say one thing. One thing that you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Before we read the last scripture from Luke today, I want to point out that Jesus told this young man after he had done these things, he instructed him, come follow me. Now, this is so interesting because Jesus didn't give this opportunity to just anyone when he was on the earth. He didn't always give a personal invite for people to come follow me. In fact, there were some people he would tell them, stay where you're at, tell your friends and family about me. But to this man, Jesus tells him, come follow me. But verse 23 says, but when the man heard this, he became very sad for he was very rich. Some scriptures and translations would even tell us that he walked away sad. He walked away sad. What a story where you have a young ruler who comes into an encounter with Jesus. He has the opportunity to follow him, but yet he walks away sad because there was one thing he was unwilling to work on. I want to tie this together with a scripture from Acts 20 today. We see Paul speaking. He says, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. We must help the weak. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself said, notice this, it is more. We're talking about there is more. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I think when we look at Acts 20, we see somewhat of a difference from Luke 18 in that Paul says, Paul was able to say, in everything I did, I showed you that we should help the weak and remember that it's more blessed to give than to receive. But in Luke, we see that there was a young ruler who hadn't done everything. There was one thing that he had not done. If you look at the Hebrew word for everything, it is, it is the word kol. It means the whole or kalal is another translation of it. it, means to complete or perfect. 
the whole to complete or to perfect. When we look at everything, as Paul said, in everything I did, when we look at the word everything, it means the whole. It means there's nothing left out of that, everything. But yet the young ruler lacked one thing, some, some translations would say. This is what I believe is the difference between everything and something. Just like the rich young ruler, sometimes we can settle for just doing some things. Like the rich young ruler could almost want to point out, but yes, look what I have done. Honor your father and mother. Do not kill. Do not steal. Look what I have done. But yet Jesus wanted to point out, but what's the one thing you haven't done? Sometimes I think we can fall into this trap of something. Well, I, I'll just do some things. God could be challenging you. There is more for your life. We, we ask who wants to see more, and so God could challenge you. Okay, if you want to see more in your life, will you work on this one thing? And almost as soon as he shares it, we could sometimes just slip back into that. Yeah, but look what I've already done, Jesus. God, look, I, I already go to church every single week. Look, look, Jesus, I serve, I already serve once a month. God, I'm not, I'm not as bad as other people. Like, I don't, I don't always, like, I don't cuss and I don't drink. Like, look what I've already done, God. And sometimes if we're not careful, we will want to settle for just doing something. What is your something? What is the something in your life that could keep you from being able to say like Paul in everything I did? What is it that could be holding you back from more in your life? What's your something? I think a lot of times we can fall into this trap and we can start listing off the things that we've already done and not realize God could be challenging us to do more. It's interesting that each of these scriptures, Acts 20 and Luke 18, they both mention doing something. But Paul says, in everything I did, Jesus tells the young ruler, there's one thing you haven't done. So they both mention doing something, and they also both, in some sense, mention giving. Jesus tells the, the, the ruler to go sell uh, everything he owns and give it to the poor. Paul is going to reference that it's more blessed to give than to receive. They're both going to mention doing something and giving something. So I want to ask you today, what is it in your life that God is asking you to do, or what is it in your life that God is asking you to give to him? By definition, the word more means a greater or additional amount or degree of. A greater or additional amount or degree of. A greater or additional amount. That means there's another step. So if we want to believe for more in our lives, if we want to believe that God is going to do a greater or additional amount in our life, it would make sense to also assume that he may also ask of us to do a greater or additional step. That we may have to take some action steps to do more in our lives. What areas is God challenging you to do more? Because we can sometimes settle for that something. We don't always want to take the additional step. God, I've already done all of these things. I, I already give to the church. I, I already gave back when we did the kids' expansion. God, I, I already volunteer once a week. 
What areas of your life is God possibly challenging you today? Do the additional. Do the next step. I would submit to you today that people who live with a there is more mindset live with a give more mindset. That living a there is more life requires a giving life. Now, we're not talking about just finances. That could be part of it. But what areas of your life is God challenging you to give more of? In what areas of your life could he be challenging you to be a more generous person? Because if you want to really experience there is more in your life, if you want to experience the blessings and purpose God has for you, he, is, he may challenge you to give or take a step of action. Let's not, like the rich young ruler, just settle for something. We have to realize that God has placed things in our lives. God could be challenging us to give. He's placed talents and different things in our lives, different giftings that we may have. He could be asking us to give. I heard it said one time that every gift is meant to be given. Every gift is meant to be given. The gifts God has given you in your life, the things he has blessed you with, are meant to be given. They're meant to be given back to him. There are many ways that you can give, and we don't have time to go into all of them, but I just want to give a few practical examples today of the things that we could give to God. Some of the things that if we don't give them, they could potentially keep us from experiencing more in our lives. They're the things that could hold back the plan that God has for us if we are unwilling to give it to him. Number one, give talent. Give talent. First Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift. Use it to help each other. This will show God's loving favor. So it's pretty clear. He has given each of you a gift. Use it to help each other. Louis Buscaglia once said, your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. Your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. Are you giving your talent back to God? Are there things in your life that you are very talented at, but you are not using them to help one another? You're not using them to help people in your life. You have not truly given them to God. You may say, well, I don't know if, if I'm really talented. I don't really have anything that I'm good at. Let me help you to realize today that sometimes the things we are most gifted at we don't always see them as talent because they come so naturally to us. So you may be really gifted at something, but you don't see it as a gifting because it's so natural to you. For instance, maybe you're really good at organizing things. Maybe you're good at just organizing them and cleaning them up. And, and like if you had to move someone, like they want you because you are like a Tetris master at getting all of the furniture in the back of the moving truck. Maybe you're really good at organizing things. Maybe it's leadership, teaching. Maybe you're a great, a great teacher. For others, it could be fixing cars. Maybe it's laying carpet. It could be painting. What is it in your life that you are really good at? For others, maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's cooking. That's not me. I, I didn't get the cooking talent. I'm really good at making cheese quesadillas, and I can pour an excellent, excellent, excellent bowl of cereal. True story, I can. The secret is the cereal goes before the milk, but that's besides the point. What are the talents in your life that God has given you? 
And are you using those talents to move his church forward? Are you giving them to him? I once heard it said that when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say I used everything you gave me. At the end of our lives, are we really going to be able to say that? God, I used everything you gave me. Or will we look back and be like, yeah, I didn't really give God this area of my life. I didn't give him my talent here. Maybe for some today it's giving talent. For others it could be giving time. Giving time. Rick Warren said, when you give someone your time, you are giving them a portion of your life that you'll never get back. Your time is your life. That is why the greatest gift you can give someone is your time. Are you willing to give your time to others? Are you willing to give your time to God? Are you willing to take that five minutes in the morning to read or to pray? How are you spending your time? It is the greatest gift that you could give some people is your time. Are you giving your time to God? If, we were to, if, if God were to work out a deal with you where he told you, listen, I am going to give you $1,440 every single day. Pretty cool, right? I'm going to give you $1,440 every day, but you need to give some of that back to me. Some of that money needs to come back to me. Would you be willing to say, I would take that deal? Well, we get that deal every single day. When we get 14, or 1,440 minutes of our life, every single day, each one of us has 1,440 minutes of our lives are we giving it back to God? He's giving us the breath in our lungs. He's giving us the health to live. But are we giving the time that he gives us back to him? Maybe for some of us today, it's giving time. It could be in serving. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's teaching. Uh, maybe it's tutoring people who are underprivileged and they don't have enough money to pay for a tutor. Maybe it's giving them your time and uh, tutoring them. What ways could God be challenging you to give your time? Maybe it's spending more time with family. Let's not fall into the trap of looking back over every day and wondering where the time went, but let's be intentional about how we are giving our time. For others, maybe it's, it's giving treasure. The Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, this one can be difficult sometimes because we often want to hold on to this and we don't always want to truly give it to God. But I would submit to you that I have seen many times when people make that step, that decision to start giving, I've seen so many times when that, they make that decision and then God begins to open up more in their lives. Like you would have never thought that those blessings would come to their life. But then when they started giving and started being generous, God began to open up doors to more. That they may not have realized it at the time, but there was more that God had for them. And as soon as they took that one step, God began to open the doors to what he had. 
That's why sometimes we'll get so excited when uh, I, they may not even know, always know how excited I get, but we'll get excited when, when people start telling us, I decide to give to the church, or uh, we, we made a commitment, we're going to start tithing every single week. It's so exciting because you just know in that moment that when they make that commitment, that decision, God is going to bring more to their life. He's going to open up the doors to theirs more because they are taking that step. God, I'm going to give you my treasure. It's why it's so exciting when we see little kids who will fill up piggy banks of allowances and, and birthday monies, and, and they'll bring them in and give them to the kids' expansions or give it to the church because we believe that we want to teach our kids at a young age. It is important to be generous because when we are generous, it opens up God's ability to uh, open more in our lives. If you want to experience more, maybe God is challenging you to give some of your treasure. John D. Rockefeller once said, I never would have been able to tithe the first million dollars I ever made if I had not tithed my first salary, which was $1.50 per week. Isn't it incredible that such a famous millionaire started with just $1.50 per week? He started tithing off $1.50 per week. Look at the more that God was able to open up. Look at the opportunities that he was able to have. You know, sometimes I think it can be such a fear to start being generous with our money because we're just not sure our budget has room for it. We're not sure that it, it, it may be just too tight right now. I don't know if right now is the time to start giving. But I've watched as sometimes people will fight that off and they will start being generous. And suddenly there's more room in their budget. You would have thought things would have been worse off. They wouldn't have had as much money to spend on things. But it's like when they start making that commitment to being generous, God starts opening doors that you would have never thought were possible. God starts showing that there is more. And when you're willing to take that additional step, he will open up the doors. Maybe for others today, it's giving grace. Now, for those of you who have noticed, our first three points today have all been T's, time, treasure, talent. Give me some grace. I couldn't find a word for grace that started with T. Maybe it's giving grace. Grace is giving, grace is giving someone what you yourself don't even deserve. Are you willing to give someone grace that you yourself don't even deserve? I think we can all agree in the world we live in today we need a little bit more grace. We need a little bit more grace. Maybe God could be speaking to you to give grace to someone in your life. Maybe give grace to your boss at work. Give grace to that person who, who lashed out on you. Give grace to that person who's been kind of distant and hasn't messaged you in a while. What if we were to give some grace Maybe it's giving grace to, to people at the restaurant when, when, when the waitress takes longer than you thought they should have. Maybe it's giving grace when, when that person cuts you off in traffic. What are the ways that God could be challenging you today to give grace? Maybe we need to give grace to our leaders. Give grace to those who are hurting. God could be challenging you today to give grace. Maybe it's giving thanks. 
First Thessalonians 5 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances. Sometimes I think this one can be easy to forget. We can kind of just skip over this. Like when we talk about there is more for your life and do you believe that God has more for you? Do you want to experience more in your life? We, could so, we can so quickly go to the more that sometimes we will forget to be thankful for what we already have. Maybe in your life, God could be asking you to give thanks. It could be possible that before he gives you more, he wants you to be thankful for what you currently have. Ask yourself, have I thanked God for what I have? Have I thanked God? Have I thanked God that I have a family? Have I thanked God for the house we live in, the car we have? Have, we, have you thanked God for good health? What areas is it before we start praying for the more, before we start believing there is more? What, could it be that the one thing Jesus wants to point out in your life today is being thankful? That may be like the rich young ruler. He would say, yes, you've done a lot. Yes, you've done. But here's the one thing I need you to do. Be thankful. Think about it. Search for it if you have to. But what are the things in your life that you could be thankful for that maybe you haven't thanked God for yet? For others, it could be giving holiness. The Bible says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. It's possible that God could be challenging you right here today to give him holiness. Now, this may not always be popular in the world we live in. Not everyone is going to agree with this one. Some people may discourage you. Some people may say, I don't know why you're doing that. But giving holiness, saying, God, I'm going to give up the sins that I have in my life. God, I'm not, I'm not going to those places anymore. God, I'm going to stop texting those people. I'm going to stop thinking that way. Are you giving God holiness? One of the greatest needs in our lives is the need to be right with God. The need to be right with God. Have you taken that step to say, you know what, I'm not focused on what I'm doing, all the things I have going on. God, I want to be right with you. It's more important than all the stresses you have in your life, all the busy schedules, all the things on your to-do list. The need to be right with God. More important than the things going on in our society. More important than the things going on in the news. More important than getting certain leaders in positions. The need to be right with God. Are you right with God? Or are there areas of your life that Jesus could point out today? I need you to work on this. Are there things going on in your world that Jesus could challenge you right now, just like the rich young ruler. Work on this thing. There's one thing you're still lacking. What is it in your life? What sins is it that Jesus could be challenging you today? Ask yourself. Do some soul searching. What is it 
that God wants you to work on. As we get ready to close, and there are many other examples of things that you could give. I would summarize today with just, just first asking that question. What is it that God wants me to give? And then second, don't miss out on more. What is it that God wants me to give? And don't miss out on more. Don't miss out on more because of an unwillingness to give something to God. Don't let that hold you back from more. Don't stop short of the purpose and plan that God has for you because of something you weren't willing to give. Don't miss out on the more that God could have for your life. The sad part of Luke 18 is that the religious leader, this young ruler, he walked away sad. He missed out on more. What could his life have looked like? Like seriously, he has a personal invitation from Jesus Christ. God in the flesh, fully God and fully man, the creator of the universe standing right in front of him saying, come follow me. And he walked away. He walked away. He maybe could have seen miracles that Jesus did. Maybe he would have seen Jesus in his resurrected form. I don't know if this all would have happened, but it could have been possible. Just, just think about it for a moment. What could his life have looked like? What stories could have been told? We don't even learn his name. To this day, we reference him as the religious leader, the rich young ruler. We don't know his name because he walked away from more. Let me encourage you today, StorySide, don't miss out on more. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on more in your life because of an unwillingness to give more or do more. I'll never forget when I was when I was in my senior year of high school and considering what I was going to do with my life and there was, there was part of me that felt called to be in ministry or serve in some form of ministry and I wasn't sure what that looked like and I, I had a lot of questions about it. I, there were other options I had. I could have gone to school. There was, I considered being an engineer, architect, a pilot. There was a bunch of things I had thought about. But I kept feeling this tug from God to take the route of ministry. And there were some people who tried to talk me out of it. Some people who told me to my face, you're making the wrong decision. Some people who tried to, to convince those in my life to, to talk me out of it. Teachers that, teachers that didn't want to see me go down this path. And sometimes I just wonder, where would I be if I'd walked away? Like, where, where is Chance Michael Barnett if he walks away? Where am I today if I listen to all the noise, everything everyone said? What if I walked away? 
I, I don't feel like I, I've like arrived yet or anything like that, but I do want to consider what would my life look like? What things could I have missed out on? Is it the opportunity to share today? Is it meeting my wife in church? What are the things that I would have missed if I walked away from what God was calling me to? And I'm so thankful today that I didn't walk away. That I didn't miss out on the more that God has for me. But I know that there's still going to be some additional steps in my future. There's still going to be some times when God says, Chance, I need you to give this to me. Chance, I need, you to, I need you to work on this. Chance, there's still one thing you haven't done. But every step of the way, I want to be the type of person that says, you know what, God, I'll work on it. You know what, God, it's difficult. I don't want to, but I'll work on it. God, I don't want to miss out on what you could do with my family, with my calling and purpose. I don't want to miss out on what you could do through me in this area because I wasn't willing to work on something or give it to you. Story side, let's be the kind of church that says, we'll work on it. I'll give it to you, God. I'll give it to you, God. I'm not going to focus on all the things I have done. I'll be willing to do that additional step. I'll be willing to give you that. What could our lives look like if we made that kind of commitment? What could our lives look like if we said, I'm going to do what's necessary so I don't miss out on more? What could your marriage look like? What could your kids look like? What could God do in your workplace? What could God do with your neighbors? How much more joy and happiness could you potentially have? Could you really feel finally for the first time a true fulfillment and passion in what you're doing? What could our lives look like if we made the commitment to give it to him? Don't miss out on more, story side. Don't miss out on more. Don't walk away. Don't be sad. Don't be upset. The rich young ruler could missed out on so much. He had the opportunity to follow Jesus. Don't let your story be that you walked away sad. What area of your life is God asking you to give to him? And don't let an unwillingness to do it keep you from more in your life. Maybe for some today, you've never really given your life to Christ. I want to let you know today that giving your life to Jesus is the greatest decision to give that you will ever make. If you really want to experience that there is more for your life, give your life to Jesus. If you want to experience more joy and purpose and the plan for why you were created, give your life to Him. The greatest decision to give something to God you'll ever make is giving your life to Him. The young ruler had an opportunity to follow Jesus and he walked away from it.
I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but don't walk away from it. You have the opportunity right now, right here today, to make the commitment to give your life to Jesus. To make literally the greatest decision you will ever make. Don't miss out on the more that God has for you. Can we pray today? With eyes closed all across the room, no one's looking around. What is it that God wants you to give today? For some, maybe it's time. For others, maybe it's giving grace. Maybe giving your life to Him. I don't, I don't know everyone's story. I don't know what God could be speaking to you right now. But give it to Him. If you know He's been speaking something to you today, you know there's an area of your life you haven't given to Him yet, you know that he's pointing out, but wait, there's one thing you haven't done. If that's you today with eyes closed all across the room, just raise your hand right where you're at. I want to pray with you today. As hands are going up, thank you for those hands. Hands over here, thank you. As those hands go up, God, I pray that you would help them to make that commitment and give it to you. That we're not going to keep trying to hold on to this anymore. We're going to give it to you. For those saying, you know what? I'm going to start giving my time to you. I pray that you would give them the ability and strength to recognize that they need to spend their time wisely. For those praying that they want to give their treasure to you, to help them to take that step of boldness. For others, giving grace. Spending time with family. Whatever area it is, God, I pray that you would help them today. I pray that they would experience they would experience more in their life. Some just saying, you know what, God, I just want to thank you today. I want to thank you for what you've already done in my life. I want to thank you that I'm still here. I want to thank you for all the times that you showed up for me, God. God, help us to be a church that's willing to give to you. For those of you today who do want to make that decision to give your life to Jesus, maybe God was even speaking to you as we talked about giving Him holiness, giving up certain sins in your life. Maybe God's speaking to you today, giving you the opportunity of a lifetime. Don't walk away. Don't miss out. Give your life to Him with eyes closed all across the room today. If that is you, if you want to give your life to Jesus, whether it's for the first time or you want to say, I've gotten off track, I want to give my life back to you. If that's you today, just raise your hand right where you're at. Right here on the, in the middle, thank you. Over here, thank you for those hands. As hands are going up, God, people committing to you, I want to give my life to you. God, I pray that you would strengthen them. Give them the power of the Holy Spirit to guide them. As they give their life to you, saying, as they reach that hand up, I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe that you are Lord. God, I give my life to you to be the leader of my life. God, show me what there is more looks like. Some continuing to raise hands for those who, are, who have joined online. If you want to let us know that you've made that decision today, we would love to have the opportunity to pray with you. You can just leave a comment right there. 
as we make the decision to follow you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Storyside, are you thankful that God gives us the opportunity to experience more? Can we stand and sing this out today? Maybe today he wants you to just give him some worship, give him some praise. Let's finish with this song.